0: The antidote.
1: The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote. The antidote.
2: The antidote. The antidote. The antidote.
1: The
3: antidote. The antidote. The antidote.
4: You're listening to The Antidote with Dave Walker. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
3: Wild Harbors gave us Alone Together. That's a song title that certainly fits tonight's episode of The Antidote. It's never been easy for any artist to make an impact in the music scene, but that problem is compounded when the artist comes from a small community. It limits the number of shows that you can play. It also reduces the creative support that you can find in bigger cities. Tonight, The Antidote speaks with two artists from the small city of Westminster, Maryland. Later on in the show, we'll hear from singer-songwriter Young Navalis. First up is the husband and wife duo, Wild Harbors, who met with me for a talk about their creativity and their debut EP, Monument Part 1, which releases today on Noise Trade. You're going to enjoy this. Chris and Jenna Batiker are the singer-songwriter duo, Wild Harbors. Good to have the two of you here on The Antidote.
5: Thanks so much for having us.
3: Mm -hmm. Wild Harbors is putting out your very first EP. You're a new artist, but the songs make it clear that the two of you have a big music background. What's the story?
5: Yeah, so we both grew up loving music, Mm -hmm. but of very different kinds. I kind of grew up more in musical theater and jazz and some folk and things. Studied voice in college, um, studied music in college somewhat. And, yeah, just kind of kept plugging away through that.
0: Yeah, I didn't grow up with a, quote, musical background, except to say that I just loved listening to music growing up. Um, and it's the same where I don't really remember when I started singing, because I probably started singing into, like, you know, a lampstand in my bedroom when I was 12, <laughs> like, in a really bad way. <laughs> so, uh, But we started performing in college, I think, around, like, 2005 or something like that.
5: Mm. We started playing music together with some other friends, um, basically at a event that they were having on campus and they needed a house band for it. And I thought that that was the perfect excuse for me to be able to sing all my 90s cover songs that I loved and called Chris. We were friends and said, hey, I need to talk to your roommate because your roommate plays guitar and I need him because I don't play anything well enough.
0: I kind of hijacked it. (laughs) I said, I will let you talk to my roommate who plays guitar if you will agree to let me join your cover band and let me throw in all my Green Day covers. So I kind of forced myself into that whole
5: performance (laughs)
0: by just putting my shoe in the door. Yes, Um, you did.
5: So yeah, so we played for years with other friends. And then eventually all the friends who played instruments moved away or studied abroad and things. And we started figuring out, wow, I guess we need to figure out how to play these things a lot better if we want to keep playing music slowly but surely started Mm -hmm. to do so. Um, We dated after I graduated from college and then we no longer dated and broke up, and as you do in your 20s, and it was very (laughs) dramatic and terrible, and we never thought that we would speak to each other again, Um, but life turned out very differently, and we did indeed Mm -hmm. speak to each other again after a whole bunch of time passed and that was when we started playing music together um mm. more concentratedly as a duo so yeah so that was in like 2010
0: yeah somewhere around there
5: yeah and played together just as our names as a duo for a while um kind of getting getting our feet more under us and figuring out how to write songs and yeah. how to play in front of other people and where we would do that and now we are very freshly wild <laughs> harbors
3: yeah yeah <laughs> I can't see the name Wild Harbors being a reflection of where you live. Westminster, Maryland is close to the ocean, but it's not on it. What does the name reflect?
0: Um, I don't know that it so much reflects our natural geography. We are about 40 minutes from the inner harbor in Baltimore, though. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a landmark in mind as that name was getting kicked around. Not as much in the wild naturey side of it.
5: We spent a while knowing that we wanted to rename our band. And so much has happened in this past year of our life and it was time for a new banner. Um, Spent a lot of time trying to find what that name would be. And we landed on those two words of kind of having some opposite connotations to each of them. You know, it can be a place that you are headed towards or a place that you're leaving from. Um, It can be a place of safety, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's always completely safe. You know, there are natural harbors mm-hmm. as well as ones that are more man-made and refined. So that resonated with us a lot because this has kind of been a season of leaving things behind that are familiar and setting out for new places and new territories. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a wildness in some of that journeying and some of that adventure, but that there's also some safety in it, knowing that you're going where you were called to go mm-hmm. and you're going to be okay in that, even when things seem hard or whether they seem fabulous, that there's some certainty in that, I think.
0: Yeah. For me, I don't know that the name held as much intrinsic value uh, when we picked it, as much as we were very much behind schedule with picking a (laughs) band name. So I liked it for the sheer fact that it sounded like a band name and it sounded fine. It was kind of more the sense of like you're buying a shirt that's much too big for you. It doesn't fit
3: you yet, but you say, well, hopefully one day I'll grow into this and will you also grow into it due to Jenna's cooking?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I know I was thinking like that's a good analogy for when you're 8. That's true. Maybe not. When, when you're, you're
3: when you're 30, you hope
0: that whatever shirt you buy is the shirt that fits <laughs> and that you've grown <laughs> exactly the way you meant to.
3: <laughs> Well, you've brought up earlier about your romance, which sound, maybe it was a little bit rocky, and maybe the harbor's also a little bit rocky. Oh, mm-hmm. I see what you did there. But love stories also come up on the Wild Harbor's song, House on Fire. Yeah. It mm. makes it sound as if marriage isn't always a smooth ride. That's been my experience.
5: That's a rumor. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was just listening to this yesterday. A guy was saying that he likes to always ask married couples who have been married for a long time, what's your secret to staying together? And he says, very, very often the married couple will say, we worked hard at it. That's been my experience. And I think Jenna would say her experience as well, Mm -hmm. is that it's not just a smooth ride. It's something that, like a plot of land, if you work hard at it, you will see fruit. So... It's taken a lot of work for us and specifically with that song it was just a focal point on how hard it can be. For me it was very unintuitive, the idea of being in a marriage and having to resolve conflict within that. Um, I don't think I really understood very well how to do that when I got married. So we would be like, you know, having a spat and going at it and, you know, Jenna would come down after it and say like, you know, I really just wanted to know that you loved me. I wanted you to come close to me and put your arm around me and like show me that you cared. And me realizing that was the exact opposite of everything I was picking up from her in those moments of like, I was feeling like, I better get out of here. Like, if I don't, she's going to like claw my eyes out or something. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it was the first time that I really had to grapple with the idea that even if you love someone, sometimes moving towards them can feel very, very scary. Because sometimes every signal you're getting says, turn around and run. But you need to kind of go against that intuition sometimes. And push even harder into the things that seem scarier in order to get fruit from it.
2: I was raised to run away from anything on fire and never told that everything gold was refined in flame. When it came to friction, I fixed my eyes onto the floor. And when they closed the door, I learned to do the same. thought that love was always easy, always fine. It never crossed my mind that we could ever be so far gone. The more I bite my tongue, the more we seem to fall apart. The more I start to think that maybe I was wrong. This is like running headlong, straight into a hurry.
3: talking about Westminster. I'd like to hear more about it. What's the town like and what's it like to perform in?
0: Well, I'd love to tell you what it's like to perform in Westminster, but we don't do it incredibly often. (laughs) Um, It's not really a big music city. It's kind of a small farm town. Um, There's a college here and that draws a lot of people to the area um, during Mm -hmm. the school year.
5: So for me, I grew up in a really small town in Pennsylvania. So when I came to college here, I was like, man, this town has a Walmart and a Target like right down the road. <laughs> this has everything. So it did not feel small to me when I moved here. But yes, we have performed here somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um it's definitely fewer and farther between. There's a couple um coffee house locations that We've been able to play there over the course of years. There's yeah. churches here that we've played at. Um, if you're a cover band, you know, you can get mm-hmm. probably a regular gig playing the bar scene a little bit more.
0: Yeah. The closest I would say music hub we're really close to is Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different vibe than kind of what we're putting out. It's a very bar rock city. Mm-hmm. And uh, for us, it's not really the. Place we're trying to invest in right at this moment so it often looks more like we'll kind of live here mm-hmm. but then when it comes time to book shows we're usually traveling to the west a bit um and doing stuff out there and then sort of just coming back here for daily life
5: yeah which honestly i mean some of what's kept us here are our friendships just had a really incredible community of people who mm-hmm. have just loved us and supported us and been so gracious mm-hmm. to us
3: prior to our interviews starting You'd mentioned that you're going to be playing at Creation Fest, one of the larger Christian music festivals. Artists that are bringing their music with a Christian perspective are the main part of what this show is all about. Mm-hmm. How does faith work its way into your music?
5: For us, um, well, for me at least, I, yeah. won't, I won't claim to know everything <laughs> in your mind, but um, you know, we are Christians, and that means that the music that I write is going to be influenced by that. And I think that I have always kind of lived in a space of wanting to see really good art being made and wanting to write songs that that resonate with people as true, with people who would potentially be a part of the church and believers or potentially with people who are not. We want them to be songs that other people feel drawn towards. And so we don't write in a way that would be foreign to someone who's not a believer or someone who's not part of a church.
3: Another great outcome from that songwriting process is the single monument. Mm. The song is great. It also tells something of the Wild Harbors story. (laughs) It does.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I don't think we're unique in it, but I think often artists can get to a point in a project where they say... I know it's not done yet. I know these aren't all the songs. I just know that there's one other song out there that hasn't manifested itself yet. So that song was Monument, and it was a classic case of, you know, everything we were used to doing with songwriting was not working. So for me, it was really a lesson in surrendering control, and that when I finally made a space that Jenna and I could get together, just allowing her to have a bit more freedom with some of the materials at hand, so that was sort of a great catalyst for us of like actually having something to work from with that song.
5: Yeah, and you're so right that it absolutely ties so strongly into the story of Wild Harbors. <laughs> um, I had worked as a teacher for over a decade, but we started having a lot of conversations in the spring as we were realizing, you know, we're getting older. We have so many things that are possibilities for our life that we're becoming paralyzed by the fact that we have have so many possibilities and we're not doing anything different when the particulars got down to it of okay we have a chance to make a record we physically can't with my schedule as a Mm -hmm. teacher i will have to leave my job to do this and finally praying specifically of hey god should i leave my job to go make this record that the answer was yes that so that's why the Israelites built monuments. And every time God did something significant in their lives, they would name the place. They would build a monument so that they would come back to it and be able to see it and have that physical remembrance of what had been done and what had happened. And that's when Chris said, that's the song. That's Mm -hmm. what we got to write. That's what we're missing.
0: The idea with monument was to try to have something where you remember, like there are reasons we're doing this. This is Jenna. And this is Chris.
5: And we are Wild Harbors and you're listening to
0: The Antidote.
5: Say goodbye to
2: House and Home. Set off for our spirits reeling Trembling before the shore Resistance.
3: to us beginning this interview, you promised me a new song, because these songs that we played tonight are really just a teaser for what's coming up later in the year. Sure. Tell us about the song you've got in mind.
5: Yeah, so your sneak preview (laughs) is the song Abigail, which is a song that has been so beautiful to see so many people connect Mm -hmm. with as they've heard it played at a show. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a song that came out of a very, very dear family friends of ours and learning about everything that they went through with one of their daughters. We had heard for years that one of the twins was a miracle baby, but didn't really know much beyond that. One day, I was spending time with the mom in this family, and we had the opportunity for her to really go into detail about why Abby was a miracle baby and everything that had happened. The twins were born very early and the doctors were preparing her and her husband of saying that your child may not live. Oh my goodness, the agony of that and the terror of that. She talked about how she prayed the prayer of Hannah, who is the person who pleads with the Lord and says, if you spare my child, I will dedicate his life to you. Anastasia prayed that over Abby and said, Lord, if you spare my child, I will absolutely dedicate her to you. Beautifully, God did. Abby pulled through. And then years later, they found that she actually had had a heart condition this whole time. And they need to do surgery to repair her heart that has been working overtime for years and years. And Yeah, just Anastasia and Barry realizing that, you know, their daughter, that they thought they were out of the woods, they thought that their prayers had Mm -hmm. been answered and that was the end of that part of the story, that she really hadn't been fine this whole time um, and that they could lose her all over again. And reliving through that, again, so beautifully, the surgery was successful and she's great. She's doing wonderfully now.
0: For me, learning that story triggered empathy for me in a really personal way like when you know someone and realizing that this person you've known for years was just you know a breath away from death and you had never known this whole time for me it was so striking that i just took for granted that her life existed Mm. and when we went to finally try and get some writing done it turned out to be the only thing i could really keep thinking about and was not as much a song where i felt like we were creating a thing as much as we were kind of reporters just trying to document almost verbatim what that story we'd been told was, and then just mm. put it to music.
3: We'll play Abigail in just a moment, but a final thought, it's obvious that your music is emotional, but what kind of impression will the music of Wild Harbors leave with your fans?
5: <laughs> well, who knows? Cause we're not them, but I think what we would hope to leave people with is an encouragement mm. that we happen to be making music as mm. the adventure that we're on, but Every single person has a story that they're invited to live into. And if we can hope anything, it's that people would be able to figure out those things that they are Mm -hmm. passionate about so that they can live better into their own adventures, their own stories, because everyone has them. Everyone has things that they're good at and talented at. The world is better when you live into those things whether it's your full-time job whether it's just something that you find and make time to do purposely we need you to do those things we need you to Mm -hmm. do the things that make you feel alive
3: jenna and chris thanks for coming on the antidote this has been a real pleasure speaking with you
5: thank you so much for your time thanks for having us for having us
2: If you're listening up there, save my baby I don't care what I have to do If you can prove a doctor's wrong I swear I'll dedicate her life to you Everybody heard us crying When she came into the world too soon A movie in my mind is playing Of everything I thought she'd do I can't believe that I might not get to know I can't believe that I might not get to know All I ever wanted is wrapped up here in something so pretty and frail Don't leave me holding my head when I want it never ends, they say she needs a brand new heart All of this time we thought she'd be fine But there was trouble from the start Was working too hard these last few years They say one day it might just stop My little girl is making plans And needs some time for all the dreams She might not get to know I can't believe that she might not get to know Tell me all about that love you say Is never gonna leave or fail I'm holding on to you Won't you hold out?
3: As a parent, I can understand about the pain being shared on the song Abigail. And that song comes from Wild Harbor's just-released EP, Monument Part 1. It's unfortunate, but tonight I've only had time to share less than half of my conversation with Jenna and Chris. You want to hear the rest? Go to theantidoteradio.com. This is it. We switch over to tonight's second guest, Young Navalis, and his thoughts on his captivating music singer-songwriter Young Navalis has come for a talk with The Antidote. Thanks for taking some time for us, Young. No
6: problem. Glad to be with you.
3: Music is a big part of my life. As someone who creates music, I'd like to hear from you. Should music play a major role in our culture?
6: Wow, um, big question. I mean, I, I think so. It's it's one of the arts and Art, you know, represents itself in so many ways in our culture. I think it's God has made us with eyes and ears, right? He's made music and nature. It's it's built in everywhere around us. Our voices do all these pitches, and yeah, I, th- I think music is is kind of built right in. It's intrinsic to us, and I definitely think it can play a huge role. It definitely plays an emotional role. I mean, uh, you watch a movie. And if it has no music versus the the strings pulling in the background, it totally changes the way you feel about a scene. So, so yeah, I'd say it does play a big role.
3: Am I right that you're also involved with visual art? I am. I am a graphic
6: designer by day, musician by night. So covering my bases in the arts, yeah.
3: <laughs> and which one dominates?
6: Ooh, um, I mean, definitely time-wise, um, I would say majority of my time is spent in visual arts, but uh, interest wise and where I lean is probably more toward music
3: well let's follow up on that music end of it What does music do for you on a personal level
6: um, as it does for most people I'd probably say it's personally it's cathartic if you listen to songs by other artists that just express an emotion or idea that that resonates with you. It, it kind of, it gives you fellowship in a sense from a distance or helps you put feelings or words to your own emotions. And so I love that aspect. I think songwriting can do the same thing. Um, songwriting can be strictly that. It can be just you working out your own things, or it can be more um, outward focused on other people and a message that you're trying to get out there. So it's got both aspects to it.
3: And how do you consider the majority of your music? Is it center-focused or is it outward-focused?
6: I would say it's, I mean, as far as inspiration for songs, it's, it's 50-50. Uh, you know, it might be something I'm going through that inspires me to start writing a song or something I see in the world around me that starts, starts a song, uh, kicks it off. But I would say that I, I try to work into every song personal aspect whether that's what initiated the song or not like something that can apply to me because if i if i can't agree with it or if it's not challenging to me i don't want to just be pointing fingers out there if i'm not willing to have that finger pointed at me too you know what i mean
3: (laughs) absolutely yeah the antidote is featuring two artists from westminster maryland I want to ask you the same question I asked of Wild Harbors. What's the city like to live and perform in?
6: Uh, um, Westminster is, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's known for music. It's a it's very small town USA, um, which is great. It's a small, stable agricultural community. Um, so it's family based. Yeah, there's a few small coffee shops in, in town and no big venues here, so you have to travel a little further, um, either down to the city, Baltimore, Washington, or up into Pennsylvania if you want to, you know, hunt down bigger venues.
3: I think you're downplaying your own significance because aren't you at the top of the heat in the town?
6: <laughs> I wouldn't say that by any stretch. You know, it's funny because after I said that, even in a small town. Um, You come across people, you're like, you find out how they're involved in music and what they're doing. And it's there's so much under-the-radar stuff in small towns that it would surprise you. Like there's amazing jazz musicians. Um, my sister is just putting out her first album in a couple weeks. And um, and she did a little listening party, and some of the guys that attended there are from this area, but they are, you know, they're writing number one bluegrass songs on the charts. So you wouldn't even know these people if they're right around you.
3: You do have a back catalogue, but we're really here to talk about the Young Novalis release, Feet That Found a Road. The direction to travel comes up in the opening song from the EP, the song A Little Hope. Can you speak about the song and what that road is?
6: Yeah, um, the song itself had a a couple inspirations to it. Um, I don't want to get too political on your show. Go ahead, other people do. All right. Well, I, I would just say that that song was actually inspired by the, the political climate of a couple elections ago. Um, and both sides do this equally. Everyone puts forward their big promises of, of um, things are going to get better, you know, hope, change. Um, I, will, I will throw everyone into the mix there. It really was overwhelming to me how we put forward these promises, but there's not much substance behind them. So that kind of inspired the, I don't want to tell people to have hope if there's not some substance and truth behind it, you know. Uh, the lyrics in the song are, um, the one that comes to mind is the bridge where it says, more than holes, hope is for something we know. So that's what the song is about. It's about wanting substance and answers and not just telling people, hey, it's, it's okay go on your way. This is Young Novales, and you're listening to my music on The Antidote.
3: Bio for young Novellas has the last words from Socrates. The unexamined life is not worth living. Are people too content to say, I'm good, you're good, the world is good, everything is wonderful?
6: Um on the surface I would say yes. I feel that way when I watch TV. You know, it's everything's good, whatever works for you, that's awesome, you know. Everything's good except
3: for reality TV?
6: <laughs> <laughs> well that's another topic isn't it uh, but yeah i think on the surface that is kind of what we all lead with but i don't think anything has changed about mankind i think when you talk to an individual person we all examine our lives we all wonder what's our purpose you know that that doesn't go away even if it's not part of small
3: talk don't you think so many of us want to stick our heads in the sand and just ignore everything uh,
6: I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. <laughs> Good question.
3: I can see why comparisons have been made between James Taylor and John Foreman, to the sound of Young Navalis. Like they do, you tend to dig deep with your topics.
6: Yeah, um, it's not a comparison I've sought out, though I'm I'm very grateful for it. I think it's one of those situations where you are what you eat. Where, um <laughs> If you take in something, it's gonna really come out of you, and um, and people will catch that resemblance. I would probably say that John Foreman and Switchfoot were were some of the most formative music to me, and still some of my biggest um, inspirations. I'm a huge John Foreman fan. Um, James Taylor, I know, like hit and miss, but but surprisingly, especially from the older generation who grew up more or had a lot of Taylor music, I get that more and more from them. So it, it's really a huge compliment, and I appreciate it.
3: How about we get into one of those thought-provoking songs? On Sticks and Stones, you raise the point that everyone longs for a perfect world. Then you give that a twist when the song asks, if beauty was perfected and violence left the streets, if plenty and prosperity led to lives of ease, would a different darkness hide inside our self-sufficiency? Are you wanting to say that you have the answer?
6: Uh. (laughs) Ah, I uh, know. I mean, I don't personally have the answer. I, I mean, I am I am a Christian, though, and I believe that my system of faith and, and the Bible does offer pretty substantial answers to a lot of that stuff. Um, but I think that song is pretty powerful, especially in our current day. I mean, it's still um, applicable is maybe what I'm trying to say, because we we're pushing toward making everything better and better and there is this cultural mindset, especially in the West, um, you know, that the better we can make things, the closer we are to perfection, and we're we're just heading toward the light. You know, we're creating this perfect world. With I'm not an enemy of technology at all. Um, I think it's great; can be used for good and evil. But um, but yeah, the more we pretty up pictures and the more we um, glorify ourselves, there's something we got to be really careful about there because even if things can look uh perfect on the outside there's we're still human beings we're, we're souls we have uh good and evil tied up inside us and and that's that's not something we can gloss over or photoshop away if everything was
4: perfect i know i still would not be if there were no more problems the problem would be Within or without Is the curse's gravity The perfect rind Would only hide the seed
5: If wars went on hiatus
4: And lights were always green If germs evaporated And money grew on trees Would it only find us deeper sands of treachery, a perfect rind would only hide the seed. Sticks and stones break my bones, break my hold on my soul. I'd be further down the hole, but for these sticks and stones lead me home. Mark the path from the road I'll be limping But I'll be free If beauty was perfected And violence left the streets If plenty and prosperity Led to lives of ease Would a different darkness hide inside our Self-sufficiency. A perfect rind would only hide the sea. Sticks and stones break my bones, break my hold on my soul. I'd be further down the hole, but for these. Sticks and stones lead me home, mark the path from the road I'll be. I've felt the pain of sadness I've sighed the sighs of grief I've watched a world of madness And anger flashed in me I've begged for the answers And magic remedies Six and... Sticks and stones, sticks and stones, break my bones, break my hold on my soul, I'd be further down the hole, but for these, sticks and stones, lead me home, mark the path from the road, I'll be I'll be limping, but I'll be free.
3: I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. The music of Young Novalis has a really thought provoking style, and that's something I really enjoy. That was sticks and stones off Young's feet that found a road release. Next week on The Antidote, we again meet with a pair of artists, this time from the other side of the Atlantic. You'll want to tune in to hear the anarcho-punk of Scotland's dystopian futures, and a band from Sweden whose name I find unpronounceable. Sorry, but here goes, Svarsgård. So, that makes it time to get Young Navalis back, because his name I can pronounce! And here will come the last of our talk in the song, Chasing Home. See you next time. One impression I get from the music of Young Navalis is that you're a questioning person. Does that mesh with your faith, though? Like, aren't Christians supposed to be accepting and not to question?
6: Uh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> At least uh, for me, in the the circles I'm in, in the the church I'm in, and and even when I struggle through and kind of wrestle through what my faith purports and and what's in the Bible, I mean, I think we have to wrestle with it. We have to have, ask questions, and and we're never told to have a complete blind faith. I think I think our our faith is only strengthened
3: by questions, and um, yeah. Even with those questioning lyrics, your faith seems really deeply rooted. Chasing home has the line, There are ghosts of what we need in worlds unknown, but if I'm bound or if I'm free, you are home. Is your faith always firm?
6: Hmm. Um, Yes and no. Does that count? (laughs) Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there, there's this phrase in Christian culture called the now and the not yet. Like, you know, we, we live in the present, but we long for eternity. And um, so, yeah, it, it's kind of like we got one foot in in both worlds. And the one in the other world can feel pretty rooted, but the one in this world can feel pretty fragile and, and pretty shaken by um, circumstances and um just what we don't know and, and doubts and so I don't, I don't think anybody is ever fully free from that um, I'm always cautious and hesitant when you come across people that are you know you don't want to be afraid of questions and you don't want to bury doubts you want to kind of face them and not that you'll fully answer them but you've got to learn to to live in that tension
3: But with that, don't you find that it's so easy for any of us to say, oh, yeah, I'm perfect, I'm okay, even when my personal world is not okay?
6: Yeah. um, Yeah, it's our nature to kind of cruise along. I think people kind of want to get into a rhythm. And um, I think life, and in my worldview, um, God has a way of shaking that up. Much to our benefit, because if we are left to our own devices, we are kind of gonna cruise along and kind of take it easy.
3: Well, then here's a final thought. What is it that you want the message of young Novalis to convey? Um
6: I mean you've touched on a lot of this yourself. I I would love to encourage people to keep keep listening and to keep thinking. I'm not listening to me, although you can do that too. <laughs> In life, like yeah, listen, uh, look, be aware, and, and see what's around you. And um, we we all need encouragement to to keep delving into what really matters and figuring out what that is, and being encouraging to those around us and discovering what truth is. A word that has come back to me time and time again is the word integrity, and. I don't know fully why that is, but, but I I want my music to convey a sense of integrity to people. I I want, I want to be a man of integrity. I want my art to convey that and inspire others to stretch toward that. I think, I think our world needs that and not to say I have it and other people don't, but, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of one element to my music that I hope is consistent and is conveyed, um, in an artful, fun way too. I mean, I'm just excited to you know, share the music. It was a great project um, and it, it turned out so great with the people that I worked with you know, down in Nashville. Thanks for this talk, Young. I've really enjoyed this. Hey, no problem. I'm super glad to join you. So I just appreciate you listening to the music yourself and getting it out there to a few more people.
4: I've been chasing mountains, I've been chasing storms I've been chasing rivers, seeing where they go I've been chasing sunrise, I've been chasing daylight I've been chasing home And I've been chasing fables, seeing what they know I've been laying anchors, seeing if they flow. I've been reading fortunes, tuning in the stations. I've been chasing. For forgiveness, I'm looking for the spirit. I'm looking for a home. I'm looking for a home, and there's no way that I can see this to its goal.